Welcome to the Zen of Everything, a Zen take on life, love, laughter, and everything else. With Jundo Cohen, a real Zen master. That's me. And Kirk McElhern, that's me, a guy who knows a bit about Zen. Good morning, Jundo. How are you today? Well, I I am one of the most amazing days of my life right now. Um, I have really such news to share. I, I hinted to you a little bit, Kirk, about what it was, but uh, not only is it a beautiful day, it's the first day of spring. Uh, April uh, is here, uh, and uh, it's a time of new beginnings. Um, and I have, boy, I have a new beginning, a new course not only for my life, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to say this as a, I, I don't want to overplay this, but I'm going to say it. For my Sangha, a new turn for Buddhism, possibly for the world, possibly for our solar system. I mean, this is just, my mind is blown. Ask me what's going on, Kirk. Well, to, what's going on? Yeah, I've, not, I've, never, I've known you for many years and I've never seen you like this. No, I mean, I'm just, um, I, I got to admit, I've been drinking since this morning, the champagne. I know I everything in <laughs> moderation, but I mean, this was such an event. And it's good champagne because of the guy who's involved here. Uh, he's... Um, well, I would say that when you're celebrating something, moderation is two bottles of champagne. Well, it's more like six. But okay. um, <laughs> what has happened is, um, I'm not at liberty to say the name, but a very wealthy... Japanese billionaire who is also a most sincere Buddhist, Zen Buddhist, in fact, and, um, well, also interested in space. You know, I live in Scuba. This Scuba Japan here is the home of the Japanese space program, and I had a, happened to run into him in the supermarket. We, were, we both reached for the same lettuce. I put my hand out there. His hand went on top of mine, and my first reaction was, you know, maybe he's interested. But no, 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 it was just purely an accident. And I, he apologized, you know, Japanese folks started apologizing. I'm surprised the billionaire shops for his own vegetables. That was the first thing. But that's where it began. He must really like fresh lettuce. Yes. And like lettuce, this is a new, this is new green this spring. Anyway, let me get to the point. People don't want to hear about my vegetable shopping. Um, what happened was he actually turns out to be someone who follows me here in Scuba, sees that uh, I teach Zazen and uh, knows my interest in space, happens to be very interested in the future of Zen and the uh, space program. And we got to talking. And uh, he looks at people like uh, Jeff Bezos, who you, you may know, has the very phallic-looking ship that really, yeah. uh, the, the joke is it, it goes up for 10 minutes and then comes right back down just like Jeff. <laughs> you know, that's the joke. You know, it doesn't go very far. Kind of anticlimactic, if you get my point. You yes. float around for a bit, and then you're right back to Earth. But anyway, he looked at that fellow. There's the Elon Musk. You, you've heard of Elon? Yeah. Well, he wants to do something very similar 
And he would like it to be a Buddhist-themed project to bring Zen Buddhism to space. And lo and behold, he's looked at many people with the language and interests and culpabilities and uh, not culpability. That's the wrong word. Uh, capabilities. Capability. Yeah. Well, culpability, yes, too. <laughs> that's another thing. But yes, capability. And he realized that uh, he, he heard uh, my, my book I'm writing, Zen of the Future. I'm very interested in this. He would like to sponsor a Buddhist-themed launch into space of Zen Buddhist astronauts to begin with a small station orbiting the planet the first monastery in space, then a base on the moon as the first step. Are you ready for it? I'm, I'm not. Go ahead. I barely can believe it myself, but Tree Leaf, my Sangha, we're going to Mars. Wow. It may take a while. I'm not talking a couple of weeks here. Yeah. No, this is, we're, we're, this is years. This is more than years. This is... I mean, given your advanced age. Well, he looked at William Shatner, and uh, so I've got a little time, Yeah, he thinks. But uh, right now, he wants me to be the spiritual guide for this program, because we have a lot of special issues to uh, work out. Uh, can you imagine, Kirk? Do you have any questions about this? Or? Well, the first thing I'm thinking is, how do you sit Zazen in zero gravity? No, that this is a major... Major concern, because let's say you get in the lotus position and, and you're just floating around the cabin, you're going to bump your head at everything, you know? And Well, how do you even get into the lotus position? Because that kind of requires gravity for our legs to be on the ground. Well, they figured out toilets. So I think that... Yeah, that's pretty easy. That's just refuse collectors. Well, it's a little... No, it, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. So we have invented the first strap-on Zafu. It's a Zafu that basically the bottom of your, your suit, let's, the, the technical term is the, the posterior, the, the, the buttocks area, has Velcro. Yep. And so does the Zafu. And so first off, the Zafu attaches to the bottom, and there is a similar Zafu that goes on the head area so that if you do bump your head, while you were floating around the cabin, it doesn't do you serious injury. And, uh, and uh, by the way, in space, right? Up is down, down is up. Yeah. So who's to say that the Zafu has to go only on the bottom? Good point. Right? Now, I'm, think, I'm thinking the Velcro thing, you could Velcro the Zafu also to the wall of the space station. And that way you wouldn't even move. So you've got Velcro with the Zafu on the wall, then Velcro with your posterior onto the Zafu. Let, let me write that down, actually. Would you like to be in, in charge of our technical program here? Because that a, that's a damn good idea. We hadn't thought about that. Now, now there, there are other things we need. We need, uh, you know, Buddhists wear robes. Mm. Yeah, but we don't wear much under the robe. Yeah. So the problem is if you... if you are floating in zero gravity in your Buddhist robes, you're going to have the, the same problem is the Scotsman in his kilt. Exactly. You know, we're going to expose our moon <laughs> in a way we, we don't intend. Yes, exactly. You know, on our way to the moon, right. Yes. So uh, the Kessa will be designed to, uh, it's being designed by the uh, same folks who designed not only the spacesuits uh, for NASA's 
uh, programs, but also many of the costumes that uh, the uh, artists formerly known as Prince wore on stage. Mm. Uh, the same, very same guy, by the way. Right. It's little known that it was the same guy who designed, but he's designing our, our new Buddhist robes that will fit uh, beautifully over the body and also protect us because if we need to spacewalk, mm. you know, these robes will actually be solar reflective. Mm. So that fits with the sort of the colors of robes, the sort of earth tones and the yellows and oranges and reds. Well, that's more Asian Buddhist than Japanese Buddhist, though, isn't it? Well, uh, yes, we don't want the black robes in the d darkness of space because you can see us. Yeah, you'd get lost. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're definitely going to go uh, uh, experiment for something that's uh, a little bit more colorful. You're right. Mm, yeah. Uh, good. But let me write that one down, too. Thank you. That's two ideas you came up with today. That's great. Okay. But uh, anyway, as I said, this uh, this uh, program, which by the way, is is the rocket, is inspired actually by Mr. Bezos' rocket. Yeah. Well, most rockets are that sort of shape, right? You know, I, as to, let me just put it this way: I'm of Jewish origin. I was circumcised. I <laughs> I do recognize that his rocket, unlike the NASA rocket, which remember was pointy, yeah, Mr. Bezos' rocket is is certainly of the more circumcised uh, persuasion. Yes, and our rocket um, is going to be shaped like a statue of the Bodhisattva Jizo, ah, which also has that large, you know, that rounded yeah. look. Yeah, and um, it will be known as the Jizo One, mm -hmm. which will be followed by the Jizo Two, right? And we're going to just keep going like that. Uh, we skip, uh, you know, Buddha skips certain numbers, so we're skipping Jizo Four. Yeah, that's a in, inside Buddhist joke. We don't do four and nine. Why not? Never mind. That's a, you got to be way into it to, to understand why we're skipping. Okay. Yeah, there'll be no Jizo Four, but uh it, the rocket uh, basically the uh the power is going to come out of Jizo's feet and Jizo's just going to fly up there with uh basically us astronauts or as we're going to be known as uh bodhinauts hmm i like that in the nose area the general nose area yeah we will be actually be looking out of uh Jizo's nostrils uh the seats the in the original in the current design and so this this monastery initially is going to be revolving around the Earth in orbit. Yes, yeah. He's already collected uh, from investors a lot of money from this. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe he's collected about 400% so far of what we actually need for this. Wow. Uh, it is a question where the other 300% is going, which I haven't asked him yet. Yes, yeah. Okay, well, that's if you're going to Mars, that's going to cost a lot more. It will, yes. You don't, yeah. you don't go on the cheap uh, with that. Um, no, we no expense spared. So what is this monastery going to be called? It's going to be called the Moon on the Water. Oh, the Moon on the Water, of course. Yes, you know, many, many, uh, the Moon of Enlightenment. Yeah. Right? Uh, and uh, it will be a test base. This leads to the next part of the plan. I have to, I have to tell you, uh, this is where it gets a little unbelievable. So far, I know it's been very believable, but now is where it gets a little weird, if I may say. But he's persuaded me. We're going to set up large antennas on the moon and eventually on Mars to beam chance to other life forms in the solar system. Hmm. With the idea that, in this gentleman's belief, Buddhism came from space. Ah, that could be an explanation. 
and he believes he believes the Buddha was originally a space alien who came to Earth. I mean, if you've seen images of the Buddha or heard descriptions, you know, the funny hair, the long ears, right? It's a good argument. You know what they call the Axial Age, the time of the Buddha and Confucius and the, the Greek philosophers? I've always wondered if that wasn't something that was seeded from another planet, because this happened in a number of areas of the world at the same time. Yes, yes, could, they could all be. Some of our greatest uh, uh, beings, uh, you, uh, not only Buddha, but Jesus, uh, also uh, Colonel Sanders, I don't know, you name it, but many great figures in history, I've always suspected, could actually be aliens. And I, I, A little later, I'll discuss my, my personal insight into that. I don't know if I'm ready to fully disclose uh, who I am, but in a moment, but let me just say, we're going to be beaming these uh, Buddhist chants, the Heart Sutra, in not only Sanskrit, Chinese, English, and other world languages, but what he believes is the original space language mm. uh, that he believes the chant was in. And I will now chant it for you, if I may. <clears throat> There's a, some syllables there. I cannot. Uh, uh, they're they're beyond the human tongue. Yeah. So please pardon me. And it goes on like that. It's it's beautiful. I've been practicing, and uh, he he wants to summon our Buddhist um, original ancestors to return to teach us the way. And uh, he also wants us to, from Mars, begin construction of a multi-generational ship uh, to go forth into space to return to seek our roots. Uh, you're not asking many questions, I notice. You're just standing there with your mouth open. Yeah, I'm just uh, so surprised to hear all this news that uh, you, you, you generally, you're always emailing me with things about what's going on, but you haven't said anything about this before. I know. You, you're used to be saying all kinds of crazy things, but today particularly you, you seem like, boy, he's really crazy. But no, I'm, I'm completely uh, serious. It's not the hay fever at the, this time of year, the, the beginning of April, that's doing this to me. But it's the fact that uh, we're, I'm so taken with this multi-generational ship, but we have one serious problem, which is celibacy. Mm. Because how do you have a multi-generational sh ship? So we have the answer. We're going to be all cloned, you know. Well, but the celibacy isn't uh, imposed in Zen, right? We've talked about this many times, that uh, Zen priests can be married and have children and all that. Oh, that's right. That's right. So uh, maybe it'll be, uh, there's a lot of time to kill on the intergenerational <laughs> ship, you know? And uh, yeah, okay, now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> right, it'll be me and the... Uh, the 40 uh, space bunnies who will be accompanying me. Mm, well, uh, don't, no, don't no, get I'm too just, excited. Again, with your advanced age, I'm not sure that you're really going to be going very far here. This is going to be the next generation who's going to take up the mantle. This is uh, where you uh, are forcing me to disclose something I, I wasn't prepared to about my age. I know that I look, uh, even though I am by the calendar 60 years old, and if you look at me, I, most people think I'm in my maybe mid-20s, but in fact, I'm many thousands of years old. I, I, I first came here 
Well, before the pyramids, and as a matter of fact, you've heard that the Jews built the pyramids. I was the Jew who did build. <laughs> I was part of the project. And uh, the Buddha, uh, I knew him firsthand, you know. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, uh, I was part of, uh, what do you call this, posse. I was part of the Buddha posse there. One of the, uh, the original, uh, okay, I'll, I'll say it directly. He got all his best ideas from me because I was the emissary. I did bring the original teachings from, yes, the planet Zen, which is located in a galaxy far, far away. And, uh, I came the, uh, my spaceship did look very much like a Zafu, actually, kind of a flying Zafu, which is where the original idea uh, came from. So I would like to enlist all the people. As I said, we're, we're taking donations for this. Uh, send, uh, sell your houses, uh, and you can come on the ship too. As I said, it's going to be quite the party uh, as we fly off, returning back to the planet Zen. And so this day, the 1st of April, in the year 2022, also known as not only the 1st of April, but April 1st, and I'm no fool, but you may be if you send us any money, because April Fool. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating, tell your friends, you can check out past episodes at our website zen-of-everything.com. Thanks for listening.